Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 43 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. For tonight's episode, it'll be short and sweet. My Wi-Fi was being has just been really weak lately. I don't know if it's because of the wind here in LA, but I didn't get to watch the Suns-Nets game. Sorry to... I know Simon, one of the subscribers, was asking for it. For it, I apologize. I did hear your boy Harden went off, though, and got the win, so that's very impressive. I'll probably watch, like, the extended highlights or something, or, like, the all-possessions maybe, but I don't know if I have the patience for it. Anyway, I'm going to talk about the Celtics, who I only watched the fourth quarter of the game tonight, but it was enough to tell the story, in my opinion, and then the Clippers and the Jazz. So let's start with the Clippers, who were in the infirmary again tonight completely. Kennard, Batum, Kawhi and Paul George, Bev was back, and boy was he back. We started out the game so incredibly well on defense. It was amazing. Reggie Jackson, Lou Williams, even getting his hands active on defense. Patrick Beverly was getting over screens. You know, not letting Donovan get off to a good start. He was 2 of 9 to begin, and it was all because of that pressure getting over screens. We knew who to go underneath on. We knew who to go over on. Terrence Mann coming in, absolutely fantastic. For whatever reason, I see people on Twitter saying, like, I can't believe Terrence Mann has done such a good job in the rotation. Like, what? You Dime Dropper dropper fam, you know we've been saying this since the glorified Summer League. I don't know. These Clipper fans, you know why? It's because half of Clipper Twitter is obsessed with offense. They don't give a shit about anything else. They're all about efficiency and threes and offense. I couldn't give two fucks about that. It's the same crowd that was hating on Avery Bradley so much when he was our best defender. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, did he take some bad shots? Yes. He wasn't as bad as Clipper Twitter make it seem out to be. They just don't appreciate good defense. It is what it is. Terrence Mann is showing how valuable that is. Anyway, I thought we played great. I thought Morris was good in the beginning. I thought everything was good in the beginning, and the Jazz were missing shots that we wanted him to miss. We were doing a good job defensively and went into the half with a lead. But eventually, quality showed out. And eventually, Donovan Mitchell at times was like, you know, fuck it, no screens. I'm just going to take guys one-on-one. And he was getting in the paint and creating, like, bunnies for go bitch under the basket. He was dominating, man. I can't lie. He was dominating. Zubats in the second half, he like, he wasn't getting rebounds against Gobert. Like, he was getting offensive rebounds on him. Go bitch. Uh... It was getting bad. It was getting bad. Donovan was just getting in the paint too easily. But they also were just protecting him like crazy, calling every foul what was good with that. Did not enjoy that one bit. But yeah, at the end of the day, quality showed out. We went cold. I mean, Morris was cold in the second half. Lou was cold in the second half. You know, the Cinderella story went on long enough. It was a great effort. I'm proud of the boys. I'm proud of Coffee, who came in and did well. But I don't know. I think that it's just... I hope we get our guys back soon because we're just... The Jazz are creating separation at this point. The one seed is becoming more of a reach and something we need to let go, which I just really didn't want. I wanted us to go for the one seed. And I don't want us to do what we did with Glenn Rivers, which is, oh, let's conserve for the playoffs. Let's not risk it. And then our team gets no, you know. I see our chemistry is great as like a unit, as a whole team, but like we're going to be only playing a specific group of players in the playoffs, and I want them to get rhythm. And right now the Jazz are just flying right now. 
And I just want to be as in best position we can to do well. But whatever. It is what it is. I really hope we get Kawhi back because we're playing these scum again next. I hate the Jazz with a passion. I always have. Darren Williams and Donovan Mitchell are like the only Utah Jazz players that I've liked in like their whole history uh, that are actual stars. Even though I have a lot of respect for the old guys, but it is what it is. Final score in Staples Center. The Jazz 114. The Clippers 96. The Jazz move on to 24-5. and The Clippers drop to 21-9. and We did a good job on Bogdanovich tonight. He was 2 of 10. Joe Ingles was pretty good, I thought. He got away with an offensive foul, though, on a three, but he was good over pick and roll. 14 points, five assists. Rudy Gobich, 23 points, 20 rebounds. That's a great game. I'll give it to him. Donovan, 24 points. It seems like he always shoots 9 of 22, but seven rebounds, seven assists, four steals. And then 18 points from JC, Jordan Clarkson. Here's the thing. Stat line doesn't look good. 7-23. Make no mistake, this fool was eating. In the second half, he was getting off. Jordan Clarkson is the easy sixth man of the year. It's not even close. It's a total runaway. And you love to see it. I mean, I've been watching Jordan Clarkson play since he was a rookie because he played for the Lakers. So to see him have the success, I'm happy for him. Uh, Am I happy he's doing it for the scum jazz? Fuck no. But it is what it is. Rudy Gobich, want me to clarify why I don't like him? Let's start. So I have a huge pet peeve about centers with no skill, as we had DeAndre Jordan. Now, Rudy Gobich is a Walmart brand, like a designer version of of DeAndre Jordan to me. He has more touch, but he still has no touch in terms of relative to any good, great center of any era. He can't create his own shot. He's good at what he does. He protects the rim very well, and he's a good roller. That's about it. Screen setter, roller. Uh, he also, you know, got you know was being careless with the coronavirus. Didn't like that. Uh, I didn't like him. We played the Jazz in the series. He also plays for the Jazz, which is an added negative. I hate non-skilled centers, quite frankly, and I just think he's an overrated defender. I think he's a great rim protector, but he's not very good one-on-one defense, and I think the basic principle of defense is to guard your man and stop him from scoring at the end of the day, not guarding little dudes coming in the paint. I understand he's a rim protector, whatever. You know, he's still not He's not Hakeem Olajuwon. He's not Takemi Mutombo. So, whatever. He's cool. He's trash. I, I, I Oh, you're a Jazz fan? Is that why you're wondering this? Well, let's start with the history of the Utah Jazz, right? I was born into a Laker family, and my parents and my uncle grew up telling me that the Utah Jazz are scum with Coach Sloan, Pettifal Malone, and Scum Stockton. So all three of them I had a distaste for even before I even started watching basketball. Even though much respect to the late, great Jerry Sloan. Dude's a legend. I'm not, and, and so is Stockton and so are Malone. And then, not to mention that, their first team when I started watching them was a bunch of white boys. Goran, Girasek, Mehmet Okur, Andre Karolinko. Hated them all. And Boozer. And they still had Coach Sloan. The only person I liked was Darren Williams. He inspired me in a lot of ways to, to play point guard. And then uh, I liked him for a while with Gordon Hayward. Like, I didn't hate him anymore, really. But then the whole, you know, their fans started getting into that racist stuff coming back. And I just don't like the jazz. Like, it's just always been a thing. Not just, fuck the jazz, man. Like. I can't stand them. I like Donovan, but I can't wait for him to leave. Just something about going into Utah. That's annoying. And now they have Rudy Govich, who I can't stand. Oh, and to make things worse, they have Mike Conley, who I also can't stand. And that's because of if you're a Clipper fan, you should know who our biggest real rival was. Yo, Adam Keefe was my coach in the past. Wait, that's another story, though. Adam Keefe is my coach. We have that goes. That's a different story for another day. But let's move on to the Celtics. I went on a tangent there. Whatever. Celtics and Hawks. I watched the game. These were two dime dropper teams. The Hawks were in a complete, a complete slump, right? 
and the Celtics, without Kemba, without Marcus Smart, find a way to give them confidence again. You know, they were struggling with Trey Young in the pick and roll, but tonight was just one of those games where Trey Young was just hitting. He was just hitting. And when that happens, you know, especially late when Trey Young, he has some fourth quarters where he hits, and then, like, I'd say, like, two out of three, he's he's whacking the fourth in close games, as far as, as far as I've seen this season. Honestly, nah, because he lost every game last year, basically, so no, that's what he is. But the Celtics, you know, they, they have trouble defending. They don't have defensive chemistry. There's just so many different lineups in this equation. And here's the thing. They have so many, they have so many freaking players that are just like young players that are very energetic and play decent defense individually, but they don't know how to play team defense, which is all what the NBA is nowadays. And they aren't threats to create anything. And they're not even threats to hit open shots. These are guys like Javante Green, like Semi Ojale, like Grant Williams, you know, they play good defense, but they don't offer enough. It's all Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, high pick and roll, Kemba Walker every time. It's very predictable. It puts a lot of onus on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to do everything. And when they don't have great games, it's tough to win, especially when Kemba Walker's been in and out of the lineup. There's got to be some moves made here from Danny. I mean, Brad, I don't know how much to put on him. I just don't think that they're. it's just not fresh. It's gone very stale. There's a lot wrong with this Celtics team. Right now, Kemba Walker is not playing like a star. So you basically just lost Gordon. And they don't, need, they don't have Marcus Smart. That's huge. So let's read the lines right now. And it's a great win for the Hawks. Like, mind you, like 20 points from Collins, 24 and 13 from Capella, 40 from Trey Young. The Celtics also just have no rim protection. They did not address this in the summer. They did not address this. So they blew it in. The, I think this was, here's the thing. I see a lot of people getting on Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge has done an incredible job with the Celtics team over the, over the, since he took over. However, he hasn't, he didn't do a good job this offseason. I think it's fair to say he didn't do a good job this offseason. Outside of the Pritchard pick, not much. I mean, Teague was just a pointless signing in my opinion at this point, just like I predicted, honestly. I don't know why they wanted him. I, I knew Pritchard was going to be better than him. But Peyton's still learning things. You know what I'm saying? He's not someone that you have to rely on as the third creator, which he was tonight. They don't have anyone else. But, yeah, let's look at, look at the lines. Tatum, 11-21. He wasn't bad. 35.6 rebounds, 6 assists. Jalen had a tough night, 6-20. And, you know, as I said, they're putting a lot of onus on him to score. And he's 6-20. So, I mean, it didn't happen. Didn't happen for them. Uh, Jeff Teague, 0-2 in 9 minutes. Yeah, it's just 10 of 31 from 3 for Boston. They got some problems, man. We'll see what happens next, but continuity is important, and they haven't had any of that. That's all for tonight, guys. I have to say, I'm not. I'm just going to say something. It's getting kind of tough for me to watch a lot of these games, man. Like, I've dropped the Timberwolves as a dime dropper team, but, like, I don't want to sound like I'm a complainer, but, man, oh, I don't want to sound like a complainer. But, man, I'm really just getting tired of, like, the style of, like, the NBA now. Like, I'm just watching I'm just watching too much basketball. You know what I mean? Like, too much modern basketball that I already don't really like. I'm just watching it because to stay with the times and to give you guys a great depiction of what's happening in a game-to-game -game basis with all these teams. But, like, I don't know, man. My attention span is starting to die in some of these games. Not with the Clippers and the Lakers. The L.A. teams will always, like, I'm always cool with that. Like, I'll watch those to the day I die and I have no problem with it. But, like, the other teams, like, I want, I'll probably watch the Warriors because they're playing the Heat tonight. But, like, I don't know if I want to watch the Wizards. Like, I don't know if I want to go back and really go in-depth about the Suns and the Nets. I found so many classic games that added my folder. I don't know. I just kind of want to continue. But whatever. Um, all right, guys. 
I'm going to go to the live chat now. Thanks for joining me. Peace out.